102.9 ESPN Radio, continuing on, podcast edition, Inside the Dugout, another edition visiting with Paddleheads players, coaches, front office members through the 2023 season. Currently at the end of a homestand in the month of August and a few nights off a fabulous outing, we're about to visit with another Paddleheads starting pitcher, second year with the club, a former Iowa Hawkeye, Connor Schultz. Thanks for coming on for a few. How you doing, Connor? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. So, a few nights ago, had one of your best starts of the season. What was really rolling for you opposite the Boise Hawks? I mean, I think it was just one of those games where we had a really good game plan and I just executed it well. It was a little little tough after the first. It was a little scary with uh, Bernard having to come out of the game and we had to switch catchers. So. Right. But, yeah, Reese did a great job. It was We kind of had the same plan as my last start with him. It was my first – when he caught me for the first time, we just kind of picked up where we left off. We were on the same page the whole time and – it's one of those games where it just felt like I couldn't make a mistake. Yeah, and Reese, your gain, a catcher, just added to the roster in the last couple of weeks. He was a college teammate of Cody Thompson, mm-hmm. and it seems like he's just really fit right into the fold with the staff. How's it been working with him? Great. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a phenomenal catcher. He's a great mind, too. Like, we just talk about yeah, – like I was talking about with my first start, we just sat down and he said, tell me what you do. And then we just kind of walked through it, talked it, talked it all out. And we just came up with a really good game plan that worked with me, and we worked very well together. Now this year, too, with Missoula, a full season under your belt now, came in around late June last year, if my memory serves me correctly. And you pitched in a few different roles last season, but this year you've been solidifying yourself in the starting rotation, and and you've just been so consistent, seems, just pounding the zone, working all pitches in any counts. And it seems like you and... Alfredo Villa, another starting pitcher who actually on this Friday night as we record this is pitching in just mm-hmm. a bit of time. But have you been able to kind of piggyback ideas off of Alfredo Villa working in similar ways? Yeah. I don't know if you know a lot about this, but I'm big into the trackman stuff and I do all the data work. But sure. The well, way I see I, up here running all the cameras and stuff yeah, I do. Man. I do a lot of stuff around here nowadays. But, yeah, the way I say it is Villa's – about the same as me just everything's just a little bit better so do like to bounce ideas off each other and work we work well together and it's been great having him and I feel like we've really helped each other improve like I love playing catch with him too because it's kind of like feels like a little competition for me like he throws a good curveball and it's like I gotta throw the next one better than what he did so it's it's been great having him visiting with Connor Schultz Paddlehead's starting pitcher for this 2023 season and just mentioned it. You've just been so consistent this season. Seems like every time you go out there, six-plus innings, where's that confidence come from? So a lot of it is doing the process between starts, uh, making sure you're doing all the, the things you need to get done. And it's been a lot easier this year. Last year we were talking about how I was, you know, in and out of the – I was starting off in the bullpen and I was dealing with some injuries coming into here before I got here. And now it's just – a lot of it is just the routine for me is being able to know what you're doing when and really just you got that to fall back on. Now obviously your role into baseball began much before your time here in Missoula and your college days as well. So what was it like growing up being around the game of baseball? Was it similar to guys like Jake Gunther and Dondre Hubbard that found the game a little bit later playing other sports or was baseball your thing right away? I think... (laughs) Baseball has always been around. I mean, 
some of my earliest memories are hitting wiffle balls in my grandpa's backyard when I was two. You know, it's just always been what I've done. I got pictures of me as young as one year old playing baseball, so it's just kind of always been there. Baseball, always a thing for Connor Schultz, visiting with Paddlehead's starting pitcher ahead of action on Friday night. Can catch Paddlehead baseball through the rest of the regular season on 1029 ESPN Radio. Also here, Diamond Time every Thursday in the 5 o'clock hour with Coulter Nuanez, part of Nuanez Now. Hear a snippet of Inside the Dugout every Thursday on ESPN Radio. Now, from your time playing ball growing up, you played in a few different places in college, starting at Butler, then Iowa University. What was your experiences like in both of those programs, both Division One programs? What were the positives and negatives of both places? So, yeah, starting off at Butler, I had a great pitching coach. I really liked him. Uh, he was more focused. He was kind of an old-school guy. and But I feel like that was really what I needed at the time because I was a little, you know, growing up in high school, I threw probably – 90% fastballs. It was just my fastball was a pitch I could beat people with. They were I wasn't giving up hits on it, so it was kind of you just stick with that. And that obviously wasn't going to carry and work at a higher level. So he was a big on adding quality pitches. And it was really then when I started being able to throw a curveball slider and the changeup and being able to have them all be different pitches. That was when I started to see some success. So it was a lot of more old school stuff. And then when I got to Iowa, it was all it was all the new cutting-edge science stuff. That was that was fun, too. More getting into what became then your general interest in college. No, yeah. your degree in college was kind of looking at analytics and those sorts of things. Yeah, so at Iowa, our pitching coach was, uh, he was a professor of biomechanics for 18 years. Wow. So he was a smart guy. He always liked to say he was a scientist who helped, who taught pitchers. He didn't see himself as a pitching coach. So it was... Our minds thought alike in most of the, in many cases, which is why I really liked him and was one of the main reasons why I ended up going to Iowa when I was transferring out of Butler. But yeah, I mean, I just learned a lot from him. We had a, like a student managers, we were top of the line with data analytics and I learned a lot from there too. And I found that that stuff really works. And sure. so I had a big interest in that. I did a couple projects using my own TrackMan data for my master's program and I kind of just carried all that over here. Yeah, it's really interesting. I've always found the data and analytics part of baseball very interesting. My The first team I actually worked with in professional baseball, they brought in a couple of baseball analytics guys right before I joined the club. Ben Lindbergh, Sam Miller, two guys that write for Baseball Prospectus. They took over this team, the Sonoma Stompers, that Dondre Hubbard played for in 2019. And they brought in TrackMan. They brought in all the sabermetric stuff, and they employed it. And you can check it out. The book is really interesting. Any rule is that it has to work. It's the name is the book, and it just goes through the season. Just a real interesting role. Connor Schultz visiting with us here inside the dugout. And I do think it's kind of fitting also that you got this analytical approach going on in Iowa. just seems like the Hawkeyes do things a little bit differently. They don't have as many assets as schools like Ohio State. They don't have the 100,000-seat big house, but it seems like it's a program that has a lot of support locally, and you guys just kind of seem to put a chip on your shoulder and play as this underdog. So what was it like in that respect playing for the Hawkeyes? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the fan base out there is crazy, and especially 
being in Iowa, we were the only Division One baseball team. So if you were a baseball fan, you were an Iowa baseball fan. Sure. So we had a lot of fans. We had people who, you know, I was kind of used to just like friends and family showing up at games. And we had almost sold out crowds all the time. We just had people <laughs> coming to watch baseball games. And that was crazy to me at the time. But yeah, incredible fan base. And then like you said too, like it's a lot of analytical thinking, you know, we didn't get crazy amount of money compared to other people in the Big Ten especially. But it was kind of like a work smarter, not harder type thing. Sure. You know, where we were just trying to be smart and really maximize everything, every, all the amount of time we had, too, because we're in the Midwest. You're not going to be able to get outside. We were barely, I don't even know if we had any outside scrimmages before the season started. Like, everything was indoors. So you really had to make the most out of your time with that. Yeah, I remember traveling around with different University of Montana teams, whether it be Grizz Hockey or Lacrosse, going to a couple of different spots out in the Dakotas and seeing those schools and seeing the bubbles and everything else that they baseball players, softball players had to use just to get some time in the offseason. For me, being a West Coast guy, that was completely foreign. But it is interesting. Now, to bring in an athlete that has come to prominence after you left, what do you think Caitlin Clark, the star basketball player that just took the Hawkeyes on that crazy run through the NCAA tournament. What do you think she's going to bring to that Hawkeye athletic department in general? Yeah, she is. She's definitely spread the game for women's basketball. And I mean, Iowa Hawkeye brand alone, like the thing, the thing she's doing is unbelievable. And if I remember right, there's doing the, uh, I believe it's a scrimmage. Have you heard about this where they're doing it on the football field, a women's basketball game on the football field? Like, no, I haven't heard about yeah, this. That sounds that. awesome, though. And I don't know if you know much about wrestling, too, how big wrestling is out there. But like, are we talking WWE or? No, 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 no. We're talking uh, real wrestling. Real wrestling. Yeah, gotcha. that's, they go crazy for that. They did something similar to that, too. And I believe the women's basketball is already outsold when they did for wrestling. So that's how wow. much it's grown, how much people want to go see her play. Yeah, and wrestling is a big deal here in the state of Montana. Also, the state wrestling tournament over there in Billings, always widely attended. And thinking about MSU Northern, NAIA wrestling, national champions produced relatively normally up there north on the High Line. So wrestling a big deal here in Montana also. But you've touched on the rabid fan base of Iowa. Where do you see that similarly with the fans here in Missoula, whether it be cheering on the Paddleheads or cheering on the Grizzlies or any team around the state of Montana. Do you see equals there? Yeah. I mean, the fans here at the, for the Paddleheads are unbelievable. Just so much support. I mean, we have Tuesday games and the crowds are electric. It's just so much fun to play in front of these, in front of these fans. And then the Grizz fans can be a little crazy too. I remember <laughs> last year with the uh, football games getting started up. I remember that being crazy time and, it's going to be interesting this year, too, because you know who the home opener is. Isn't it Butler? It is Butler. Ooh. So do you have any real weight in that? Will you be going for the Bulldogs, or are you more a Hawkeye? I think it'll be a fun game. I, you know, I love the Bulldogs, but it's kind of hard to, you know, I don't really have any more friends or anybody playing football there anymore. Gotcha. But I think it, it'll be a fun game. Connor Schultz with us here inside the dugout. Paddlehead's starting pitcher. Been having a fabulous year to this point. 
can catch snippets of this on Diamond Time with Coulter Nuanez in the 5 o'clock hour on ESPN Radio. Now, going towards the end of your career at Iowa University, you mentioned, or the University of Iowa. Yes, I'll, thank you. We'll correct myself that time, kind of like the the Ohio State University type deal. But um, you mentioned you were dealing with some in injury issues at the end of your career with the Hawkeyes. When did your pro aspirations start to kind of percolate and when did Michael Schlack get into the conversation? Yeah, so I got hurt. I think it was like my third start at Iowa. I ended up having to get cortisone shot in the shoulder and then came out the pen for a little bit, built up the starting role and then kind of came back a little bit at the end and I just wasn't myself at the end when my career at Iowa was ending. But yeah, I thought I would be I th you know, nothing really happened the draft. Didn't have any looking at me I kind of thought it'd be done and then I got a call from Schlacht and wanted me to get out there and the first thing I said was well I haven't touched a ball in a couple months give me a week or two and he's like yeah we can work that out and yeah I mean it's been an unbelievable opportunity for me. So were there any other Pioneer League teams in the conversation or was it just Schlack? Yeah he was the only one. Wow that's a story that we've started to hear a few times guys getting chances and Obviously, you've made the most of this opportunity. Now, going back to your first season with Missoula, how much of it was just a learning process of being a pro, and was it rewarding being able to work with some guys that had been around pro ball, pro ball before? Yeah, a lot of it is, you know, it, it's a lot. It's a big uh, learning curve. You know, there's a lot of stuff I couldn't get away with. It's like, you know, I make a good or I make a pitch I want to make, even though it's, if it's not the right pitch, it's still going to get hit. You know, there's a lot of, not a lot of room for error. And then learn it from other guys, too. I mean, I'm still one of the youngest guys on the team. Sure. And I definitely don't have the most experience, too. So it's, you know, pretty much everybody I talk to, I can learn something from them. Now, it seems like every player we've brought in, whether it's been inside the dugout or just in general, talking about, the clubhouse culture, it just seems like that that is such a huge factor with this paddle club, with it being more than just a team, more like a big family. How has that been unique for you working, or I should say playing with, this paddle unit? Yeah, I mean, it's been unbelievable. It, it really is a family. Like, I would do, you know, I would do anything for my guys. Like, it's just unbelievable. To be able to call this, you know, work, like you said. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's just an unbelievable experience. The best guys, you know, I don't think I could say a bad word about any single person on the team. Like, we all get along, we all have fun, and we're, we're playing well. That y'all are. Paddleheads at 55 and 20 as we record this on a Friday night inside the dugout visiting with Connor Schultz. Now, specifically looking at this pitcher group, you can say that maybe there's a little bit of a unique culture going on with the pitchers, whether it be dancing down in the bullpen with fans or you got John LaRosa doing the fist pumps or Cody Thompson taking the shirt off or whatever you want to look at. Where does this kind of fun atmosphere come from with the pitching staff? With the pitching staff, I feel like a lot of it even starts with Schlacht, you know. Right. A big part of the way he coaches is kind of like a, hey, you're good enough to get here. You should know what you're doing. So he really just, as long as we're doing well, we can basically, you know, do whatever we need to do to be ready. And kind of he kind of just lets us loose. And, you know, it, it creates great, you know, 
vibes for lack of a better word but i mean everybody's having fun we're doing what we need to do and it's just a great atmosphere to play in a few more questions for connor schultz he's got to get ready for a ball game so we will get him out of here i want to take you back to your first start it was a night where a typical late summer night in the electric city there were thunderstorms around you didn't know what was going to happen there was a little rain in the area there was about a 45 minute delay and the pitcher who was slated to go that night tweaks his knee, Austin mm -hmm. Seidel. And you had been, as we had been talking about, this kind of in and out of the rotation mm -hmm. role. At that point, you were making your first start, so it hadn't yeah. started yet. That was and my first start. What was that like? You had never started a game in pro ball before. A short notice, hour before the game, pretty much. Schlack goes up and says to you, hey, are you hot? Yes, okay, here you go. You're starting. Well, first of all, it was not an hour. It was probably about... 10, 15 minutes before first pitch is when I found out I'd be going. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, talk about, yeah, talk about some adrenaline there. But, yeah, so what happened was we had a delay. I remember we th I threw before the game, just played catch, got warmed up, whatever. And I we waited so long I wanted to get up and throw again. So we went out and played catch and then went over to watch Seidel warm up. And it was when he was warming up to go pitch. So it was like it had to have been – 15 minutes tops from first pitch and hyper extended his knee or slid in the the mound the mound is already not great there the bullpen mound and it was wet and it just felt something in the knee decided to shut it down and yeah i had about yeah schlack came up to me and said he's down you gotta it's gonna be you i said all right how much time i got Mantham was in five minutes. It was <laughs> so I just had to get on the mound. I just threw about ten fastballs as hard as I could, and then you know went through all the pitches and then went out and pitched. Then went seven innings and got the win on a night in July in Great Falls. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was, I, did, I even I didn't know that it was five ten minutes. I thought there was, it was at least a little yes. time before. That's crazy. Yeah, he was he was warming up in the bullpen about to you know. It was, yeah, it was not a lot of time for me to prepare. But, yeah, it went well. Maybe that helped me, too, for my first start. Didn't right. Have, didn't even have time to get nervous, you know? Yeah, that, that's true. Now, enough reminiscing. Ball club starting to roll down the stretch of this 23 season. Obviously, you've had a lot of success to this point, the first half pennant, chasing a second half pennant for the sixth half in a row, something that's never been done in Pioneer League history. But, obviously... Zula is thinking about how last season ended, you part of that club that fell short to Grand Junction, and it just seems like this whole clubhouse has a chip on its shoulder trying to get itself mm -hmm. to the finish line. Where do you look at it from a starting pitcher standpoint to kind of lead the charge? Yeah, so I feel like one of the biggest reasons that we kind of fell short last year was we had a very not us end of the, the regular season. You know, we were just we were just kind of struggling we were slow and then we came into the playoffs not playing our best baseball so i think in order for us to change that we're going to have to the last week or two is going to be the most important for us we need to continue doing what we've been doing all year get some momentum going and really make sure we're all on everybody's on top of it before we get to the playoffs and then you know playoffs with the heightened you know pressure and everything if we're playing our best and we're down a little bit we'll still will still be, you know, us, able to win. He's Connor Schultz, Paddlehead's starting pitcher inside the dugout. Another addition, part of 
ESPN Radio Missoula's network of podcasts. Connor, thanks for coming on for a few minutes. Yeah, thanks for having me.